I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Hoop podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Mabels, a.k.a. Jay Mabes, here with the homie Kings, as always. This week, we have a special guest from the uh, other side of town. <laughs> uh, he's a good dude, good dude. You know, we've gone back and forth on basketball on the timeline, me and Kings. Uh, Jamal Christopher, uh, resident Clippers, uh, Clippers fan, you know, gatekeeper for Clippers Twitter. <laughs> Jamal, what's going on with you, bro? What up, y'all? What up? What up? It's a long time coming, man. It's a long yeah, we time just, coming. Right. We you know we've been trying to set this up for a minute now, man. I'm, I'm glad to finally have you on. Uh, you know, it's good for us. Lakers are smashing the Suns. Clippers lost to the Knicks. So you know, this is just a perfect for us to perfect gang up. Perfect timing, right? You get the gang up yeah. on you tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. I know, right? Perfect you timing, can't... right? I came on the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but on, on on a serious note, uh, going to these Clippers, going to these Clippers. Let, let's let's talk for real. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the the just you know crazy three point shooting, crazy offensive numbers. Defense has gotten better, but it feels like, mm-hmm. and I I find myself doing this sometimes as well. That last year is just always in people's head regarding these Clippers, and it's affecting how people see them this year. So, Maul, tell us. The Kings, I'm going to let you have after ball. Tell us what's different this year. Obviously, aside from Lou, tell us what's, why the, why things are going to be different this year with, with the Clippers in the playoffs. Well, at least in, like, my opinion, bro, the thing with the Clippers, the first thing is I don't think much had to be different to begin with. Like, this is just my opinion, but the Clippers were always closer to the goal than um, – then their results from the bubble indicated, feel me? And so for me, it was just the margins, right? So I think a lot of it is, a lot of it, a lot of credit should be given to Ty Lue, um, but the front office more so than anything. um, It's a bit of a roster construction thing, right? So like um, you got to, and we need Surge. Surge ain't ain't in it, so at least at the moment. So um, that's a big one. But outside of Surge, you got Rondo in there now. You got Nicholas Batum in there now. Just a lot more playoff-friendly guys, um, a lot more shooting. Um, the Clippers had an elite offense last year, but the shooting um, is even better this year. Um, I do think you got a better version of Paul George this year. Um, so there's a lot There's a lot to like about the Clippers this year compared to last year. Um I still think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Kawhi and Paul George. They're going to have to come through when it matters. Um, but uh, they're more equipped to go through, like, let's say they have a bad stretch of shooting. Um, they, they have a lot more to fall back on this year 
Okay. Kings, I know you were big different, on – But the things that are different okay. are, like, are like the big stuff. Okay, but I just – I know Kings last year when the Clippers hype was at the highest, he was talking about how unplayable – Lou Williams was going to be all the way in October. Oh, yeah. So I, I got to give him credit. He was like, Lou Williams will be playing one of the Man, play. I, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, I said that in the summer. Yeah. I, I said in the summer. I remember that. So, so shoot Lou Will, Will and Trez, if you're relying on them, good luck. That's why yeah, I, I so, told people. So, Kings, what is your response to what, you know, Jamal just said in regards to you know, how they changed a little bit and how much they're they're a bigger threat this year because of improvement on the margins? Uh, Well, I mean – uh, like I had last year, I kept it honest. I said, you know, I said their offseason was overrated because they relied, they got Paul George, which we knew. We, I mean, I'm sorry, we know what Paul George does, and they were relying on Trez and Lou Will. But this summer, um, I was, you know, I I did a 180 because I really liked what they did this summer when they got um, Serge. Um, and replace Trez. I think for them and for their philosophy for uh, defense, I think Serge fits it better. Uh, they have a to have a re- true rim protector at the five, or have multiple in Serge and Zubak, and then also Serge giving them the ability to stretch the floor would make it easier on you know Kawhi and PG getting to the rim in, in the starting lineup. So I like that a lot. Remember, I was one of the people who said if the Lakers got surged, you know, we'd go back to back, no problem, have no resistance. So I'm not gonna. I was one of those people when the Clippers got. It was funny because a lot of the Lakers were like, "Oh, if we get surged, we're gonna be great." And the Clippers got surged. It's like, "How surge is overrated? Surge not great." <laughs> you know, hating, but it's like surge is a great pickup. So I love that move. And then another move I like that a lot of people weren't high on originally, and because Tyloo didn't play him a lot people's question, but I like the Canard trade, and I like the Canard trade because I liked his um, because of his size factor, I felt like he was a Lou Williams who could actually, you know, not not be too much of a burden in the playoffs in terms of, like, he, you won't need to play him, you won't feel forced to play, overplay him, but he can come in and give a spark while, you know, being passable on defense here and there because he's a, he's a bigger body than like a Lou Williams is. So I, I like the Lou Kennard pickup too because he's he's a shooter, but he can do a little bit more than regular shooters. So that was a clear upgrade for me from the Shamit trade. And um, one of the biggest things, obviously, the trade midseason, because I was saying all year Lou Williams needs to get traded. You know, that was my, <laughs> that was my comment from the summer. I was like, man, Lou Will needs to be traded already. Like, like how long? Like, his days are – like, I was saying on Twitter, like, his days are numbered in, with the yeah. Clippers. I was saying that all year. When they traded him for Rondo, again, I don't understand. I feel like people just hate the Clippers, so anything that they do just gets looked at in a <laughs> negative light. I was like, bro, how could you say they got worse trading Lou, uh, Will Williams? Like, it just didn't make any sense. I mean, Lou Williams was literally horrible in the playoffs, like, Look at his career, I, I, and this is not because this is not me saying that Lou Will is not a great player. He's a great player for he is one of the best six men to ever play. But every t- playoffs for some reason, and Rockets fans can vouch for me, Raptors fans can vouch for this. You know, like when he gets to the playoffs, or something just happens, and then like because he's a small guard, and he's old, he starts shooting horribly inefficient. Obviously, his defense is terrible. Oof. So yep. it's like it's like. Bro, I was like, when they traded Lou Williams, it was almost a addition by subtraction kind of thing. But then they got Rondo back. And I was like, yo, worst comes to worst, 
this is like, like this is like nothing happened. Like it was a sideways trade. Worst comes to worst because like they couldn't get worse because what Rondo does well is what they needed. They needed a tempo point guard who's going to get everything set up, who's going to get Kawhi and PG in their spots, who's going to get easier looks for Zubak, who's going to get easier looks for Ibaka, you know what I mean, who can make the post-entry pass, can make the lob pass, you know what I mean? You know, it's all these type of easy passes that you see, like, guys like Caruso, guys like Dennis struggle with, Rondo can do with ease. It's going to make it easier on their on their scores like PG, Kawhi, Ibaka, Zubak. So when, and then Marcus Morris as well. So when they got around, I was like, that's literally what they needed to be a better playoff team. So I'm like, at worst, even if you subtract the scoring, at worst, they got they went sideways. But I wouldn't even I, – I told people it's going to be positive because now you're also going to be able to play Mon more. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to see more Mon minutes. You're going to see Rondo minutes to, to get better offense, half-court offense. Like, I just think they got better, like – they're a better team than they were last year. And like like uh, Jamal said, they were one – they were up – they should have won. Like, regardless of whether Lou will and Trey's unplayable, they should have beat the Nuggets. Like, let's, let's beat and that's the facts. Like, that's <laughs> facts, yeah. Beat the Nuggets. So, let's – like, let's stop – like, people were talking like the Nuggets swept them for whatever reason. Like, they got swept. Okay. Like, oh, they should have beat the Nuggets, like, theoretically, and they got better. So, I just don't – I just didn't understand – People act, and then, but they, but you look look. People respect the Clippers. You want to know why? Because when it came down to the Lakers potentially playing the Clippers around, what, what was everybody saying? I don't want to play the Clippers. <laughs> exactly right. So what was all that? What was all yeah. that? Raw, raw for the, all the year. And it came down to see him in the first round. I was like, what would they say? Oh, that's too early. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, everybody I, got shaky. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of with Jamal. Like just uh, around the margins, I, I see them a little better. It's just that's just for me. It's just kind of seeing how Paul and uh, Kawhi went out last year, the last three games. That makes it tough for me going this year. But I'll say this for for Kawhi. I'll say for Kawhi. I think that's a blip on the screen because he's normally a guy who raises his game in the playoffs. I'll say that PG. Yeah, it seems a little bit more like it's a mental thing because I I tweeted before Paul George should be a top seven player in the league. There shouldn't be a question if he's a top seven player in the league. But there's there's questions about if he's anywhere from like 10 to 15 because of these mental, you know, hurdles that I, I think it's, I think it's mental that he goes through in, in, in the playoffs. Um, but I love the biggest thing I love about the Clippers is Lou because Doc's response to adversity is we're going to do what we do just better. Like, you know, pound, pound, pound. Yep. I yep. think Lou is more of an adjuster to the yeah. situation in front of him, which is why I think the Clippers are going to be slightly better in, in a playoff setting uh, this year. I don't, I don't, I don't think Luke gets nearly enough credit for the adjustments he made in, in 2016 against the against the Warriors when when it got heavy three one. So that's why I think the biggest approval will come. I think Kawhi will if his body's right. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. If his body's right, I think Kawhi is going to be there when it matters. Uh, PG, I, I just got to see it because I've seen too much folding lately. If you look at the numbers, the numbers don't look all bad from last year. He had a decent playoff run all together. It's just in those big games and moments. Just didn't get the best version of him. I think that's kind of what concerns me uh, going forward as far as the Clippers go. So, what do you think about that, Jamal? Uh, a lot of that, bro. I I agree more than I more than I disagree. You know, um, the best thing I could say on on the um, Lou Will front is there was a game last year we played versus the Celtics. It was at Staples, close game. It went into overtime, and 
this was one of the games where I like really thought I was like, oh, we may not win this because <laughs> it was down the stretch and it was a Lou Will and Montrez Harold pick and roll with Paul George and Kawhi watching them. And it ended up in um, a pocket pass to Trez uh, into a corner three for um, Pat Bev, and he made it. And so it's like, good win, but the process is bad because you're going to – you. and it, it was just like so much bad process last year. And so this year, that's why I said like at the end of the day, it's going to come down to like Paul George and Kawhi because the way the roster is constructed now um, – there's just a lot taken off and it's so much more onus on Kawhi and Paul George. Like those are the guys there is, there's no more Lou will fading and left three in the playoffs. No more trying to go through Trez. Like it's Paul George it's Kawhi make the play. Right. And that's how it should be. I agree. You know, I, I, I compare it to like um, the late nineties Lakers, right. Where they had all the talent in the world. But they were getting swept in the playoffs, and when you cut, when you got to 2000, it was okay. We going through Kobe, Shaq. You got Glenn Rice there, but instead of Nick Van Exel, you got Ron Harper. And you got Ron Harper. You got Brian Shaw. Like just more stable guys that know huh. their role. You huh. know what I mean? Like you don't need that level of variance in the playoffs where you got an 18 point per game guard who doesn't play defense. You got an 18 yeah. point per game center who six seven doesn't space the floor nor is a rim protector. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um I, I just I just feel like this year they're just a lot more competent in that regard. Um and and, and yeah, um I, I agree on the Paul George front. Um I think his struggles are like exaggerated, but they're there. They are there. Um and he's there's nobody else to nobody else to blame. He's gotta come through. And Sometimes, you know, in sports, like, I wish it was a more complicated answer than that. But, like, it's going to be 2-2 in the conference semis, um, in my opinion. It's looking like it's going to be 2-2 in the conference semis versus the Lakers. And Paul George going to have to be there. Kawhi is going to have to be there. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And you mentioned about how Paul George um, should be a top seven player. Um, that was all the hype around adding Paul George to the Clippers, right? Like, he was coming off a 28-pointer game. All NBA first team. Right. Right. So um, you thought you were getting two guys that were like one of them battling for the best in the league. The other guy battling for a top seven, top eight spot. And and I thought personally last year, whether it was due to injuries, whether it was due to Doc, the gap between Paul George and Kawhi was just far too great. And so I think this year the gap is a lot is a lot closer. Um, and I, I do like the stuff that I'm seeing out of Paul George this year. Um, it's encouraging. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope he comes through. I hope he comes through when it matters. Um, I personally have no question about why Leonard. I, I don't worry about it at all. Um, uh, I thought, I thought both of them, both of those guys in games five and game six versus Denver last year, they were really good. Um, they just didn't shut the door. Um, right. And they're going to have an opportunity to do it again this year. And uh, I think both of y'all know, like, you don't really get those opportunities back. You know what I'm saying? So the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. a lot of us think that the Clippers are going to be right there with a chance to break through again after, like, blowing it in such catastrophic fashion as they did last year, like, that's that's good. You know what I mean? So you're going to be right there again with a chance to do it. So that's all you can ask for. That's good. So we're going to 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I respect that. Moving on. So how, I'll say this. Uh, I'm like preparing to have you on. I watched the Clippers games the last week. Uh, my outside, not as, you know, read up on the Clippers as your opinion is. Mm-hmm. Kawhi hasn't looked necessarily great physically. I'm not worried about his numbers. Like, they'll, you know, he's aggressive in some games, really not, not as aggressive in other games. But just moving and body-wise, he hasn't looked great. Like, I've noticed that really today against the Knicks, he just wasn't moving great. Uh, how is he physically, in, in your opinion right now, heading into the playoffs in a couple of weeks? Uh, I think he's getting there. I think he's getting there. Um, it was getting better from where it was, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And I think the Knicks, the the type of defense that they play, um, the pressure that they apply on the ball, um, they can make anybody uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I think physically Kawhi looks great. I saw – I saw him take go to the rack and he got he caught a body somewhat against the Raptors. Um, okay. I just I just think more than anything, you know, you can't miss ten or twelve games against the NBA and then just jump right in. Like the, these guys are too athletic, they're too long, they're too quick, they're too they're too fast, um, and it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment period. You wouldn't like for that adjustment period to be like right before the playoffs. Um, that, that's not, that's not the best sign in the world, but, uh, um, physically he's there. I just think he's, he's kind of like easing his way back into NBA basketball after being out for so long. Um, but you know, with Kawhi, you just can never really be too sure when it comes to his health. Right. Cause like, uh, he's been battling injuries, uh, I would say for, for a good portion of his career at this point, um, he's got the foot, he's had the foot problem this year. And so. Uh, the, the encouraging thing I always say about Kawhi is it's not the it's not the thigh, it's not the thigh, it's not the knee, um, it's just really been foot soreness. So okay, um, he, he looks he looks he looks good. He looks good. Um, I I assume his play will catch up with um, with his body at some point. All right, last last Clipper thing. Uh, where are you? Where first of all, where is Serge physically, and then how do you ease him back into your rotation? When he gets back, Zubac's been really good. So how does that work when Serge gets back? I I think Serge will come off the bench when he gets back. Um, I think he should come off the bench when when when, when he gets back. Um, the Clippers have become a top ten defense with Zubac in the lineup. Um, so I I can't really imagine a scenario where Serge jumps right in after missing this much time. And he jumps right back into the starter role. I don't think that's going to happen, and it shouldn't happen. Um, in terms of where Serge is at physically, your guess is as good as ours, man. He's. I don't. I don't anticipate him playing until the second round. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! Because I so today, um, Ty Lu said um, he's looking for uh, second unit pairings that pair good with Rondo and Cousins. And the playoffs are, like, right around the corner. That just doesn't sound like Serge is going to be back anytime soon. 
Um, and so, yeah, I, I, we don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, it's just lower back tightness every game. So, uh, but, but, but we need him. Um, that was, that was the crown jewel of the offseason. And without him, that, that, that changes things. That changes things a little bit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think Boogie's I kind know. of, a, at this point, Boogie's kind of a poor man's version of what you get from Serge as far as the shooting yeah. and, the, and the toughness. I thought Boogie gave really good minutes against the Lakers. I was shocked at how good the minutes were. I was like, I haven't seen this. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's, he's, he's been getting buckets um, prior to today. Uh, he, his last five, he was averaging 12 and six. I thought he was pretty solid in the Denver loss versus uh, Jokic. Um, but, yeah, you just I'm I'm a little bit uneasy when it comes to uh playing cuz uh to be honest, every defensive possession that he's out there where we get a rebound and we get a stop, Free I'm money. almost I'm like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm almost <laughs> saying like it's luck, like you know, and the Clippers seem to have a ton of confidence in him. Like they will throw the ball into DeMarcus Cousins and play out of it. It doesn't really matter if it's Kawhi out there, if it's Paul George, like a lot of guys they 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 feed him. And so I'm not as high on Cousins as everybody else is. But um, for the for his original role, he would have been great. But I don't I don't like him to be the backup center. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, the most important thing, though, is Ty Lue's malleability. I do trust that Ty Lue yeah. will go away from Cousins yeah. if it's not working, you know. So I find comfort in that. But, yeah, we need certain that. Sure. Yeah, I saw, I saw Kings uh, mention this a few times in history. Ty Lue bitched Kevin Love and Kyrie in a playoff game because they were yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they came back. That's facts, man. So <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> Definitely. You're right. So, I mean, like, they gave they gave Kennard uh, that contract and he was getting DMPs. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think Lue just Lue's trying to right. win the game. So, ball, oh, this is the year. They get to the conference finals at least, right? That's what I'm hearing from you. This is the year? I got him winning. Put it on wax. I got him winning it. Okay. All right, man. We, yeah. we, we got you. All right. Moving on to this play-in where, you know, our downtrodden small market Lakers are in yeah, right I now. <laughs> <laughs> we believe uh, Lakers. Nah, La- Lakers, uh, you know, obviously ravaged by injuries. I made me kind of nervous with your little uh, – you made good points, though. You don't want guys trying to come back after missing 20 games and going right into playoff basketball. But that's honestly going to be how it is for LeBron James. Uh, mm-hmm. with just what the time frame is, so we'll see how that goes. But just giving you guys, you know, the play-ins heating up, uh, there's been much argument about whether it's good or not. I lean that it's good. The playoff-level basketball I've seen in the last couple of days has been awesome. Like, even the game today, uh, earlier, I had my eyes on the Pelicans-Hornets game. Those teams both fighting for play-in spots. It just went down. Even with some guys out, went down the wire. Both teams in playoff, like, playoff atmosphere. It was dope to me. I've seen several games like that over the week, so I think it's good personally. Uh, just we went over this last week, Kings. Basically, your quick thoughts about the playing situations and who you guys got taking those last, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten spots in, in each conference. So, Kings, go ahead. I know you've been out for a while. Tell us who you got coming out, coming into uh, the seven, eight, nine, ten spot in the West. So, in the West, you know, as I watch the the Lakers. Uh, Lose this lead to the Suns right now. Um, <laughs> For real? Have the, yeah, yeah. They gagging, yeah. man. They gagging. Yeah. So I have the Lakers. I have the Lakers, Warriors, Grizz, and I do think the Suns will will make it. I mean, not the Suns. The Spurs will make it. Um, Pelicans mailed it in. So I don't know what the 
and final seeding will be, but those are going to be the four teams for sure. And in the East, I have um, – I do have the Wizards. Uh, I do have um, the Hornets. The Seas look like they're going to they're gonna be there because the Heat, I think, are going to solidify themselves and keep winning games. And the Pacers, by default, because the Bulls are tanking. Man. And, 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 how, and, what, and what about that that Magic trade now? <laughs> they just got man. Good lord, man! <laughs> so they they pulled out. They kind of pulled out the heist with that one. So, hey, <laughs> so shout out to the Magic that they it's looking up for them because they got some young pieces. But yeah, so that's that's I think what we see right now is going to be the final uh, playing teams going into the to playing scenario. You got what you got, uh, Jamal? I'm uh, in. I'm in 100 agreement. Um, I'm I'm a bit surprised that. Uh, the Celtics are there, but they're going to be there. Um, Celtics, Hornets, Wizards, Pacers. Um, how about the Wizards, though, right? Like the Wizards, uh, if you if you kind of looked at the first half of the season, um, you wouldn't have thought, but they're balling. They're balling. Um, and in the West, uh, yeah, Lakers, Warriors, Grizz, Spurs. Um, I think how it looks right now is how it's going to end up. Right. I just I, – my thing with the uh... – with the Wizards, it's funny because me and Kings actually had them as a seventh seed when the season started. We were kind of shocked that they got out to the start they did, but between yeah. COVID and injuries, they were completely wrapped. Didn't they get like a whole couple weeks canceled or a week? Canceled? Yeah, so they, they yeah. had a, a lot, lot of their players was cooked. We're going to talk about this guy in a minute, but you know, I just got to give credit to Westbrook, man. He has been insane the last mm. few weeks. Uh, it's, it's been amazing. Like I said, that's another note for the play-in because without the play-in, you know, they're five games behind the, you know, they're you know, a game out the eight for not necessarily in contention. Although, like a couple weeks ago, they probably mail it in. You know, with the without, without the plan. So, yeah, I, I give it to them. I got you know, Chicago's two and a half back with some left, but I think I think Indiana's going to hold over despite all the the nonsense that's going on with them. Uh, and then in the West, same as y'all. I just I, I looked at the Spurs schedule. I don't think the Spurs are going to win another game. Honestly, because they're playing a bunch of teams that are fighting for seeding still, and are just much better. And you know, New Orleans is my my my, my second favorite team. I'm, I'm a ride with them to get that tenth spot, man. So that's I'm with y'all. Except New Orleans getting that tenth spot. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, kind of segueing. So Russell Westbrook, man. We just we going back. We just mentioned the Wizards. Mm-hmm. About to break Oscar Robertson's triple double record. Just a polarizing player. Started off rough this year. Still not having the most efficient year, but the impact on the winning or what the Wizards turn around is, is kind of undeniable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ma, we had a light discussion about this on Twitter. We talked about where we kind of had the reverse field on Russell Westbrook and kind of just appreciate what he brings to the game and not so yeah. much like that That comparison is the thief of joy. I said I think the, the, the Steph battles, when Steph kind of made it pretty clear, like he was the point guard of this generation – it kind of made everybody look at Westbrook a different kind of way. And we just didn't mm-hmm. appreciate what he did bring to the table. So where are you with Westbrook? And then Kings, you can have one after Jamal. Where are you guys with just Westbrook now and kind of where he stands historically in light of him about to break this triple-double record? Uh, he's yeah, in my ahead. top ten point guards all the time. Oh, my fault, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. But, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Russ is in my top ten all the time. 
point guards. Um, I, in the past, have found myself being a little bit too critical of him um, just because he does have moments in the playoffs that make you just flat out scratch your head. Uh, the lack of shooting as his career has went on is is a real is a real thing. Um, he's probably not even probably he's up there with some of the worst decision making that you can ever find out of a league guard. <laughs> when it, especially that's fair in moments of crisis, like it's just like come that's, on, that's, that's fair. But, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, man. But when you take him for what he is. Ah oh, man, you just you just can't help him but love him, man. He he brings it every night. He instills confidence in his teammates. That's why everybody loves playing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, even through even through the uh, the bad traits that Russell brings, bro, you just know he's gonna be in a foxhole with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just I just feel like that's an underrated trait, man. Um, I know a lot of people like to get on him about his career post Kevin Durant, but you can't take his career away the, the 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 career that he had with Kevin Durant right like you can't remove that and mm-hmm. in those years he was phenomenal like he went head up with Chris Paul in the playoffs and he got the better of Chris Paul like he did and no one really ever brings that up um you know you see Chris Paul I don't mean to bring Chris Paul in it but like you like you you hear Chris Paul talk about in the light that you don't hear Russell Westbrook spoken about and it's like well why you know what I mean? Like, why is Chris Paul the third greatest point guard ever? And we look at Russell Westbrook as this triple-double chasing uh, non-winner, when in reality, you know, I, I, I've i grown to love Russell Westbrook um, as his career has went on. Um, he's great. I, I think the world of him. Um, I don't think you can really win a chip with him as being your number one option at all. Um, and if he's your number two, then your number one has to be like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant type of player. Um, but yeah, when you take him for what he is, man, he, he's a phenomenal talent. Uh, uh, I, I liken him to like what AI was, you know? So, uh, I love Russell Westbrook. I said that. I was like, I remember the AI, but I recall AI was a little more dependable down the stretch throughout the daughter's prime, at least. Yeah, so that was kind of what sure. the difference was for me. Uh, Kings, your, your take on Westbrook. Man, I've said this for, I think, almost five or more years now. I think people who know me, I've always said this. I said Russell Westbrook, if he had, like, a better basketball IQ, he'd be the best player in the NBA. <laughs> I've said this for, like, five-plus years. The amount of talent he's had, and he had, and this was back when he also had the understanding when his mid-range was good and he was auto from that elbow, uh, mm. free throw line extended. I was like, if this guy could just play smart, he would be the best player in basketball. I I actually predicted he would get he would average a triple double the year before he did it. Um, this was when KD left, uh, and I saw Westbrook say, I was like, Yo, Westbrook is like getting like twenty five, ten and eight. I'm like, <laughs> no year. I was like, I was like, Hey, this dude's gonna average a triple double. I told my friends this. This KD leaves and he average triple double. I was like, yeah, I saw this coming a long time ago just because the way he plays. It's like he's high motor. He's always on go. Um, the, he, even his defensive lapses, it's not because he can't play defense. No, because I, I, I look at the 2016 series, for example, the game one where he had like 20 in the second half and they beat the Warriors coming back. 
and he led that victory in that game one win on the road. He played great defense that that game. A lot of him is gambling and just low IQ. It's just low IQ. Like, it's just low IQ yep. stuff that stops him from being a good to great defender, and it stops him from being a, a better decision maker in the clutch or in heated moments when it's a back and forth and it's like you need to get the best shot available. And you and Russell Westbrook is like the anti-LeBron, where LeBron is always looking to get the best look available, even if people think that, well, LeBron will just take the shot. He's looking to get the best shot available. Russell Westbrook's like, nah, I'm taking the shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's yeah. taking the shot. <laughs> Every single time he's taking the shower, he's taking the drive. So he's like the anti-LeBron, and that's really hurt him because Quiet has kept – I think he has – I think he's I man, I think he's has one of the best physical tools ever in the game of basketball. Oh, absolutely. Basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I don't think you find many pushback on that. In hoop history, I mean, you can't average triple doubles this I don't care. You can't you can't call that you call it stat padding or whatever. That's not easy, man. And to do it at his height for that long and in an age where people say, oh, he's he's going to lose that, that athleticism after the injuries he's had, because he's had injuries too. It's not like he's been healthy. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, this is a special, phys- physically special player. I just wish his his mental approach to the game would have matched his physical approach to the game. I think he would have – man, it would have been a different conversation. That's my opinion on Russell Westbrook's career. But I think this is definitely a top 10 all-time point guard, without a doubt, I mean. Yeah, I just yeah, I just think the his biggest asset was also his biggest liability that double edged yeah. sword, which was his confidence. Like he never thinks he's always thinks he's the best player on the floor, uh-huh. and I think that is a great something great to have. But I think it was detrimental, and at some point, but my one eighty came from it was like you know we watch these games. How often do we complain about you know guys not playing hard regular season basketball? Such a drag. I, just, right. I, I I I don't recall myself ever being cheated when I experienced Russell Westbrook playing basketball and I watch him, like, his effort right. is always, and I think from a fan perspective, I think you have to appreciate that aspect of it. And I was one of the, like, and I'm, you know, I'm a big Curry guy. Gil Kings knows this. You guys see the timeline. So when the Steph comparisons, you know, comparisons came, I think it kind of became, you know, not cool, but the, the hip thing was to just, okay, what has Westbrook not done? You know, Durant goes to Curry, wins right away. Westbrook couldn't do it with Durant those years. So obviously, you know, that, you know, came from it. But I think when you separate that and just kind of take him for what he is, like Jamal said, you appreciate literally his greatness. Like, even though I'm I'm not a huge triple-double guy, but, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? So that's that's kind of of why I am with it. You know, it's not a big thing for me, but it was that easy. A lot of guys would have, you know, caught up to Robertson by now. So I respect – you know, his, you know, contributions to the, to the sport and what he does night in and night out, that's not easy. Uh, he's had a great season to watch. I mentioned what, what they do in the off season as far as the Wizards go. But I think I, I think I'm, for like two weeks now I've been praying, please give me Wizards next to the first round. Please give me Wizards oh, next yeah. to the first round. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever – and KD can say whatever he wants. But you got to understand, Russ is always going to feel a certain type of way when you feel like you have to cut – it couldn't win with him as your guy. And you go with Steph, then you leave Steph and go with Kyrie. So I think it's just it's just a natural competitive flow. And I love when Russ goes against his, ever since KD's left, 
when Russ sees him across as opposition, Russ raises yeah. his game to a different level. It's always been like that. Whenever he sees KD as a competitor, I bet the respect and love is still there, but there's still a certain part inside that's like, okay, I wasn't good enough to win with you. I'm, I'm going to show you tonight, and I would love to see that in a playoff setting. So I'm, I'm praying for that Nets Wizards first round. Yeah. I think it's a little more difficult than people would like to admit, especially trying to implement Harden, who's been off cold turkey right in the playoff basketball. So I think that would be definitely, you know, some fun to watch. Yeah. So I want to add this about Russell Westbrook. Um, my favorite player in the NBA is Paul George. And the one thing that I appreciate about Russell Westbrook is just highlighting one of his bad games. I think like game five in 2019, he went like 11 for 31. And like, I know that that's not, that's not a good game, but the fact that he will shoot 30 or 40 times, like that's in some ways admirable. I, I just watched Paul George in the first round versus Dallas, a few games where he shot like nine times, 10 times, 12 times. Like you are our guy. And like Russell Westbrook will go out on his shield. And I, I genuinely do appreciate that because you know, not every not every player in the NBA is going to do that. You know, um, I just wish that he was a better shooter. Um, I think that affects his decision making um, as well because sometimes he's a bit reluctant to shoot it, or he um, he might not shoot it as confidently because he's not as confident in his in his jumper. Which I don't know what happened because it, it used to be a lot better, especially from the mid range. But now, nah, yeah, Russ Russ is a great for sure. Yes, indeed. I saw Maul real quick, branching off real quick. <laughs> I know you're a big Chris Paul guy. <laughs> oh man, I know. I, I don't want to. I don't want you to go against guy. What? And I saw Kings bring up a great point about how what the MVP conversation is made to us. First of all, I think we all agree that because of you know di- different circumstances, out of different cast control, the MVP is kind of has to be Jokic this year, right? Or does anybody have a pushback against that? It's kind of by default, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's, yeah, no matter what, like games missed, you know, the guys who will be in it. But I just think that the, the uh, Chris, look, 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 if, if we were if, if if we were being fair, the MVP should be Giannis. But that's the, hey, I mean, <laughs> I, I just think that Giannis. Yeah. I think Milwaukee may came out the gate a little bit slow, and Jokic has kind of been at that level all season. But Giannis definitely deserves to be. He's second on my list right now. To your point, so he's not. Know that far behind, I just think Jokic is giving. This is Jokic. So, <laughs> what they're trying to do with Chris Paul? How do you guys feel about this? Because I, I feel like it's starting to take away. I saw uh, Cage. You mentioned their whole organization going from James Jones down. Uh, Nikias made some good points. Said you're, you're kind of at this point with the Chris Paul push. You're kind of discounting, you know, the jump that you know Bridges and uh, you know Cam Johnson made. Bonnie Williams as your coach, you know, added Jay Crowder, and you have a, a guy who's averaging 26 a game on high efficiency who's also doing it. So where do you guys with the Chris Paul MVP push? Does that come off kind of kind of weird to you, or what, what, what is it with that? It's funny because, <laughs> you know, when they wanted to – when the, when, the, when the media wanted to ignore the Suns in the beginning of the year, you had a bunch of guys – tell him, say Chris Paul wasn't that good. And I was arguing on behalf of Chris Paul. I was like, yo, you know, you see these leaps from Cam. You see the leaps from Bridges. You see Devin Booker playing more composed. That's kind of a 
Chris Paul effect, you, you know, teaching more discipline, more pace control. Like, even John Rivers was tweeting out on the timeline. He was like, uh, Buck's, Buck's not playing in the up-and-down offense. No <laughs> He's playing in the playoff style, Chris Paul playoff style, you know, basketball. But it got them wins, and they were, and they were winning. So, he did – you know, Chris Paul had that implement on the Suns where, you know, he, he was changing the way they play. And he was, you know, helping them play wing hoops. So, I was like, you guys have to look at it like that. Because I have people saying that Chris Paul is not even – have more impact than Mike Conley. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like whoa, what you, all right, you know, y'all, I guess y'all don't like to do, but let's stop lying here. Let's not act like we're not watching the same tape and whatnot. We're not seeing the same changes to certain play style. But then the Suns started overachieving. And when you start overachieving and all of a sudden you're battling for the number one seed in the NBA, it's like now the media has to talk about you. <laughs> Overcorrection, though. So, 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 what did they do? They don't want to say that they were wrong and that the Suns were better than what they expected. So, what they do is they're going to pick something that's known by the crowd, known by the masses. They're going to pick a, a player who's who has a re- certain reputation, a player that they like in from that the media likes, and they're going to credit that player with. Overcorrection, like you said, saying that well, he wasn't here last year. He's a Hall of Fame player. We know he, he, you know, what I mean, remember last year, Maples, Maples, last year. Did I not tell everyone I think the Thunder were going to be a playoff team? Yeah, I was before. I remember the Durham. I the said season. that. In the oh, season. yes. Said they were a lottery team. I said, nah, the Thunder are a pretty good roster. They, they're going to make the playoffs. I said this. Kid you not? I said this. I remember. I remember. And that's what happened because I believe in Chris Paul. I know what type of player he is. He enhances the guys around you. So if you have guys who are capable of scoring, like the Thunder had Gallinari, they had Shy, they had Dennis, Chris Paul's going to enhance those guys. So logically to me, I knew the Suns were going to be a great, good, to uh, sneaky, great team this year because, like, you have Devin Booker, you have Aiden, you have two wings, you just signed Crowders. Like, of course Chris Paul's going to make those guys better if he made those. Especially if he made the Thunder Bear, he's going to make those guys better. So I was like, he's like, of course he's going to do that. But then the media, what they did is that they took that and they said, well, everything is on Chris Paul. It's all him. They completely, like, uh, Rich likes to say on time, they completely ignored the work that Bridges put in, that Johnson put in to improve their individual games because they're young. They completely uh, overlooked how Booker's been evolving. They completely overlooked the the foundation that Monty put in place. I mean, the Suns just went off a hot streak, you know, at the end, and they didn't make the playoffs because of the playing rules, but they went on a crazy hot streak. Uh, DeAndre Aiden has suspended for 30, like 25 games. He also only played 39, so he has had injury issues last year. That also affected them from making the playoffs. They were 20 and they were 20 and uh, 17 or 20 and 18 the games he played. So they would have been a seven, eight seed last year. You feel me? They were over 500. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Games he played. Somebody lied in my mentions trying to say they only won 40% of games with him. So thank no, you it, was, it was over 500. Was a, so that was a lie. They were above 500. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? These things matter. But the media has, is lazy. They like narratives. They like storylines. So now, you know, they're all giving all the credit to CP3. So now we have extremes. You know, we have you know, <laughs> dudes like my, my guy Jay calling him punk god. <laughs> and then you have other people saying he's the MVP. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like where's, the, where's the balance of, yes, CP3 definitely enhanced these guys. He's definitely been 
arguably their most important player, but Devin Booker is their best player. Monty Williams is a good coach, and James Jones has done his job drafting well and putting pieces around. Like, that's the real – that's the reality of the situation. It's a collective thing, and that's what people got to understand. I know, Ma, you a big you a big Chris Paul guy, so, you know, chime in with some honesty here, man. Where, where are you with this? Yeah, yeah so um, – Right, so like Kings, what King said, I said the same thing. It's on Twitter. Like three months before last year started, I said the Thunder are going to be in the playoffs because, mm-hmm. like, I said the only thing with them was health. Right, like Gallo was coming off a really good year with us. I mean, I I knew how good Shea was going to be. Like, it was very easy from like preseason. Right, right? and Dennis, Dennis is a is a they had just a lot of good NBA players and yeah. anybody knows that you know no the recipe to be a just a solid yeah see so like everybody knows the the recipe to be maybe not an elite team but a solid nba team just get a, a bunch of solid nba players and that's what they had last year they had like a lot of just he's good he's a good basketball player right mm. um but with chris paul man look he's an all-time great there's no question that he's made the Suns better, for sure. Uh, but we don't have to do this with the MVP. He, I don't think he's close to the MVP. Um, I don't, I, I'm glad King said that, uh, Chris Paul isn't the Suns best player because he's not. Um, and I, I just, I just think it's interesting the narrative switch with, with Chris Paul, um, the, his last two seasons and his seasons prior. Yes, um, <laughs> I remember his last year with Houston, man, man. like, they 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 literally sent him to OKC to just like fade just fade away mm-hmm. you know um and so credit to Chris Paul um he's changed his diet uh he's got he's got healthier um i think he's going to he's going to go another year this year where he just basically didn't miss any time which is unheard of for Chris Paul um and i think uh to be honest not a knock on the suns i think the suns are really good um before the season i had them as a 4 seed um because a lot of the reasons that king said they already had a good infrastructure in place. Um, I think Devin Booker for years has been one of the most underrated players in basketball. Um, Aiden is at the very least a very big, productive uh, uh, piece in the middle. Um, Cam Johnson is solid. Michael Bridges is going to be a $20 million player in my mind yes, at sir. some point. So, <laughs> so like, they're, they're, they were good. And you add Chris Paul to that, uh, they were going to be a factor, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, – I, I do feel like that is why they are where they are, not just because they added an MVP level player in Chris Paul, because I, I just don't think he is. And I think in the playoffs, uh, it's going to be very matchup dependent for the Suns and Chris Paul. And, you know, if he gets if he gets the Jazz in the series and they, they got to go burden drop coverage, he'll look great. And if he gets the Lakers or the Clippers in the series, it may not look so great. So that's a what uh, I, just I think Chris said, Paul is great. Yeah. I just said that it looks like the Lakers are going to be pigeonholed in that seventh spot. And I think that's where, where the Suns are headed. And it's, that's all bad for him. Like, man, yeah. that, that's going to suck too. Cause it's going, people aren't going to look, look at it as the, the discourse is going to be rough. You know, like King said, operation extremes. So they're going to take it as a referendum on his entire season with whatever happens, happens with the Lakers series. I don't yeah. think it goes, I don't think it goes past five because of the match. I just have, you don't have anything for AD in, in my opinion. Um, so I just I hope that that doesn't you know ruin the season that he had. I think that he was excellent this year with the Suns. It's like just not MVP level like you know people were Agreed. kind of suggesting. So 
this was good, man. We got to get ball in here. Way overdue. Yeah. Uh, we will. Once I figure out, I'm gonna figure out how to record on spaces, man. We've got to do something with the Lakers and Clippers. Have a uh, have a playoff series. Do something live after the game and be able to record yeah. it and repost it, man. We don't definitely have yeah. have to collab on that. But make sure. Yeah, I think it's happening. Uh, I think this is the year. I think this uh, Utah. I just. I got to see him go bear in the playoffs, man. Like, that's when I got to see Mitchell come back. Like, Mitchell's their guy. And I'm like, I think Gobert's their floor raiser, and Mitchell's their ceiling raiser. So, Agreed. playoff time is Mitchell's time. That's kind of where I am with Utah. Uh, me and Keeks both think Phoenix doesn't have the experience yet from a lot of key guys. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. I think y'all dodged the bullet when Murray got hurt. You can, you can feel me right now. Because <laughs> I think with Murray, with Murray – <laughs> I, I was gonna pick Denver to get to get y'all in the second round if it happened. I w- I wouldn't have. So yeah, man. Like, look, the Nuggets are are good. Jamal Murray um is good. Um, I I I actually thought that he was going to regress from the bubble. Uh, I was like, I don't believe this. Uh, <laughs> but he's had a really fun. I, I just didn't like, you know what I mean? And because like before the bubble, he's been a nice like eighteen and five type of guy. Uh, but. He had like a fine season this year. Um, but I thought, to be honest, that Jeremy Grant loss would hurt them more than it did. Uh, credit to Jokic, uh, for, for being an MVP level player. Uh, and MPJ is taking a jump as well. Uh, so I, I like the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets, but they were down 3-1 to the Jazz and then down 3-1 to the Clippers for a reason. Yeah. That's and fair. I, That's fair. That's fair. And, That's fair. and, and like, you know, I think a lot of people overlook that. And, and even if you want to go even further than that, they were like the two seed and went to a game seven with the uh, seven seed Spurs. Then they went with to game seven with the uh, with the Blazers. Then what happened last year in the bubble, like they've had success. Don't want to take that away from them. But uh, yeah, I, I would have, I would have picked the Clippers and I would have been pretty comfortable with it to be honest. But uh you know, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray is, is definitely a game changer. Um, he, he definitely is a factor for sure. I don't want to make it sound like he's not. So. Yeah, that's what I was telling people. I was like, bro, I, I, I watched the Nuggets, and I told people when Jamal Murray's in crazy last year, I was like, that's because he's a playoff player. He always ups his game in the playoffs. I don't know how. Don't know why. <laughs> but he does so far. <laughs> uh, but I told people the Nuggets have never ran through anyone in the playoffs. So I don't know where all this noise was that they were somehow going to run through the Clippers, even though they barely won when they shouldn't have won last season. And then all the liabilities that allowed them to make that comeback for the Clippers are gone. The Clippers got better. The Nuggets theoretically got better, right? Theoretically. And I say theoretically because that AG, the AG trade, man, like – I would have been interested to see that full strength because he's not doing a lot on the defensively that people were making him out to be uh, right now. Um, He's not checking wings like that. I think Grant gave wings a way tougher time uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, as good as MPJ is, he's still a defensive liability right now. And uh, and as long as you have defense, as long as you can't stop anybody, you're always going to be in close games. So the Nuggets were always going to be in close games. I don't think they would have never ran through any team. And I just feel like this year the Clippers are way more equipped to guard him, uh, not just with Zubak 
Um, but also with just Ibaka, like having two seven true seven footers, uh, to, to body him and to throw at him and to not give him easy you know looks like having to play Trez, a six seven guy where he can just easily see the floor. You know, uh, Ibaka is a seasoned player. He's been in multiple playoff runs, deep runs in the West and in the East. So, you know, it's just didn't. I just think people just don't. I mean, obviously people don't like the Clippers, but they let that cloud their judgment and they start speaking emotionally. And I just think that's what it comes when it comes to the Nuggets. I think a lot of it's just emotional. <laughs> you know? I thought the Nuggets, like yeah. I had them like, it wasn't even about the Clippers. It was about everybody in the West. I was going to take yeah. them if they take it. That's, that's what fair. I was. But I, I feel that's what you're saying, though. There's definitely a lot of anti-Clipper. Uh, <laughs> man, oh, oh yeah, man. Oh, I saw when, when Ball, put, Ball put that tweet up about the, the Laker-Clipper record. Woo! I was like, oh, you had time today, huh? Oh man, because like I wouldn't even try to be on that type of time. I know, I, I know. To, like you know, but uh, it it always it always comes when when you when you a Clipper fan, especially in LA. Like a lot of my followers are like from LA, so like if I say anything about Lakers Clippers, it's oh seventeen banners, uh Paul George side of the backboard, ah uh, you right. know. So it's all good. So. How many times have you seen that GIF this year? <laughs> Too many to count, man. Too many to count. <laughs> Too many to count, bro. But, like, you got to own it, right? Like, right, it right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is. So, Maul, you also do some music stuff, right? I do, bro. I do. Uh, I rap. Um, been at it uh, for a little bit. Um, started started some years back. Uh, just kind of recently, kind of, like, really started gaining a following in the last few years. And yeah, it's kind of like been my a little bit more than a passion project. Uh, and it just kind of took over into a thing where it's like, okay, let's see how far I can take it. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like my passion, that and basketball. So that's kind of look like out for that passion. debut, look out for that debut album from uh, Maul Clippers Run the yes, City. Sir. Be Clippers mm-hmm. Run the City, the, yes, the, the, the debut EP. <laughs> hey, you feel me? Uh, I'm messing with you. <laughs> y'all heard, y'all heard, uh, y'all heard Kawhi. Kawhi got some coming too. Yeah, with young boy and uh. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that. I, I just want to hear. It. I just want to hear. It. <laughs> right here. Yeah. But make sure you follow Jamal Christopher on Twitter and IG. Check out his music. Dope hoop mind. Cool to interact with. Also, always my bro, it's Kings, bro. Myself, JJ Mables fifty five underscore MST. Follow That's and subscribe it. the pod. Drop feedback. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us, and we are out of here. Y'all be safe. Peace, y'all. Appreciate it.